Hi there, my name is Mei Ling. I'm a life coach and this is my podcast, Finding Freedom in the Hologram. So this week we are talking about feelings. Or as Mariah Carey said, you've got me feeling emotions, which may or may not be a comfortable topic for some of you. So why am I bringing this up? Why not talk about reason and logic instead? Now think about this. How you feel can drive what you do much more than logic and reason. Think about all the impulse buys on Amazon and online stores. Or FOMO, the fear of missing out. Feelings have a huge role in the way we make decisions. And feelings are how we experience life. So the feelings of being happy, sad, fearful, elated, betrayed, disappointed, angry, jealous, playfulness. For every event or occasion, every instance, we feel something. And it's also possible to feel multiple emotions in one moment. For example, if your friend gets engaged, you can feel happy yet envious at the same time. Or they can happen fast, one moment to the next. If you see Olympic athletes, the ones who win gold, when they are standing at the podium, they look so proud, they are elated when they are singing the national anthem. And then the next moment they are crying. Are those happy tears? No, some of them say. They say, I worked so hard and so long to achieve this dream. All of a sudden I think, is this it? What's next? I feel empty inside. And they cry. Now, Scott Young, who is a blogger and has done a lot of research into how humans learn, talk about emotions are like ocean currents. They have an ebb and flow in a direction. They reflect patterns of thought. So if you change your thought, it's like a ripple in the ocean. And if you change your emotions, it's like having a shift in the currents. And it's a two-way street. How your mind thinks about things can create an emotion. And how your body feels. What's your body, the sense, the sensation, can also create emotions. So think about your posture. Are you slouched over? Are you hunched over your computer? The tension in your shoulders? Or your facial expression? Is there a sneer or a smile? All of these can affect how you feel. Now back to goals. The reason why we have goals is because of the feelings we think we'll have upon achieving that goal. Now think about that. We imagine it would feel a certain way when we achieve that goal. We will feel proud, accomplished, happy. The grass is greener on the other side. We say things to ourselves like, I'll be happy when I'm thin and rich. Or, I'll be happy when I get that promotion. But what does that mean? Does that mean that we are miserable all the way up until we reach those goals? My mentor at the Life Coach School, Brooke Castillo, has this concept called 50-50. Which means that as part of the human experience, 50% of the time, we are meant to have happy, good experiences And 50% of the time, we are meant to have bad, sad experiences. 
it's not normal to feel good and happy all the time. There are moments like if you attend, there's a death in the family or you attend a funeral where, yeah, you do want to feel sad. And avoiding or suppressing emotions is not effective. Like we avoid or suppress because we don't want to feel bad. So we drink wine, spirits like whiskey, we procrastinate, we watch Netflix, or we eat in an attempt to soothe ourselves. But all these actions don't actually help us. They don't serve us in the long run. To face down these temptations, the only way is to be able to tolerate your feelings. Because these temptations are you choosing the ease of distraction rather than the pain, the pain of discipline, of sitting through and tolerating these feelings. It is so important to cultivate and develop emotional courage. If you are willing to feel everything, you will have no limits. Like Wayne Dwyer said, you will be a no-limit person. Nothing will hold you back. Sarah Blakely, the self-made billionaire founder of Spanx, listened to Wayne Dwyer's tapes all the time and look where it got her. If you are willing to be bold, to take risk, to feel fear, humiliation, disappointment, failure, heartbreak, there is nothing you won't do. So I encourage you, the next time you feel a really strong emotion, don't suppress it. Stop. Be aware. Feel. Take the time to feel what you're feeling. Sit with your feelings. And another really useful exercise my mentor Brooke Castillo says, try to explain what it feels like to an alien. Imagine there's a little Martian sitting next to you and you're trying to explain where exactly you're feeling this emotion in your body. And how does it feel? Is it a vibration? Does it feel tightly coiled? Is it in your throat, in your upper chest? And then breathe into it. And as I said, repression isn't an effective strategy because your body holds this emotional energy and it can later develop into passive aggressiveness or erupt later. Think about it. All this built up, pent up anger. You'll be like the Hulk, you know, when he goes super angry. So I encourage you to dance with your feelings. And sometimes you just have to let it out. You know, you've seen scenes in movies where people just feel so frustrated. They go to their car in the parking lot and then they close the door and they just start screaming. You can do that too. Scream in your car when you're alone, go to your closet or even scream into a pillow. Sometimes you just have to let it out. Emotions can be thought of energy in motion. It cannot be destroyed. Now, also, what is really interesting is Dr. Andrew Huberman of the Huberman Lab in Stanford University recently posted on Instagram a post regarding, it showed the heat maps of how different emotions cause different temperatures and different parts of the body to heat up. So you can actually see the heat, heat map of love, anger, you know, fear, all these emotions, and that's really cool. And I love Dr. Andrew Huberman. First of all, he's also trained in 
science, you know, he's trained in neuroscience and ophthalmology, the eye, so I feel very, very close to him. <laughs> now, another Stanford experiment that's quite famous is the marshmallow test. Back in the 1960s, early 1970s, there were a group of three to five-year-olds who attended the preschool campus on at Stanford University um, were tested, you know, and these tests were conducted for around six years by a researcher called Walter Mitchell. And basically is this. So this kid is sat in a room and there's a single marshmallow on a plate in front of the kid. The tester says, I'm going to leave the room for some time. You can eat this marshmallow now, but if you wait until I come back, you will get two marshmallows instead. And then the researcher leaves the room. And there's a video and you can see these kids, you know, like, can they wait? Such a struggle, you know, or the temptation is too great. Oh, no, they have to like stuff it into their mouths like Cookie Monster. <laughs> and it's actually so adorable to see how these kids react and their facial expressions. They are so expressive. But this is a study based on how we adapt or feel or what we do in terms of immediate reward versus delayed gratification. Feeling the tension of unsatisfied longing is a real skill. But you know the kids that were willing to wait, and some of them waited for as long as 15 minutes, right? 20 minutes, which is a lifetime <laughs> at that age for a three to five-year-old. But the ones who waited, when they were followed up later, they found that these kids had better self-control they were able to cope better with stress and frustration later in adolescence. And some of them also scored higher SAT scores later in high school. And they resulted in a lot more positive future outcomes by having this ability to be able to deal with unsatisfied longing. They don't need the reward now. They are willing to wait. For leaders, there's a special segment about this for feelings. To become a powerful leader, you have to become familiar with the sweat-inducing, anxiety-producing, adrenaline-generating emotions of being lost while your staff, your employees, are following you. You have to be able to endure the feelings of uncertainty and ambiguity. You may not know all the answers, right, when there's a crisis. You need to be able to deal with shame embarrassment, anxiety, and fear. You need to be able to feel confidence to move forward when there are no answers, when you can't see no, any immediate answers. And you need to be able to have belief. And a note here, please do not pretend that you are in control. Everybody will be able to see through you. There's also another fascinating concept that I read about recently, and this is advice for entrepreneurs. And this advice is from Mark Maples Jr. And he says, there's a situation entrepreneurs, most entrepreneurs face, and that's a phase where, you, where they call it WeFeel. And that is an acronym for We're Fucked, It's Over. <laughs> Just where you have that startup, you put all your life savings, you got the second mortgage on the house, and then you put things on the IPO, and then all of a sudden things just go to crap. How do you deal with that roller coaster of emotions then? 
And this is what Mark Maples Jr. advised. He says, number one, you need to put everything on your mind down onto paper. And I love that because as a life coach, we always recommend that our clients, all these messy thoughts and all those things going in the head, put it down to paper, journal it, do a thought download. When we are writing things on paper and we start labeling the emotions, we give them a name, we actually distance ourselves further. So we are not as emotional. We are able to observe and be aware, to be a witness, the observer, a watcher. And then the second piece of advice is to be able to share your biggest worries with people who you're close with and who've had the same experience as you are going through now. So being able to have that group, that community that you can talk to actually helps you mentally. Don't think you have to do it alone. And number three, within your team, you have to create a victory psychology. We can do this. What are the small wins that we can do right now? What is the things that we can create action on, that we can do while we are trying to deal with the bigger shit show around here? What is it that we can do? Number four, to focus on the solution and not the problem. So rather than freaking out about all the obstacles and all the bad things that have gone downhill, think about what is it that you can do, the solutions, the path through all the problems. And the fifth advice is you got to be able to face all this pain, all the hard feelings. You're, you've got to have grit and resilience. So I found that very useful for entrepreneurs, I think. And last but not least, the skill of being able to generate feelings. So what does this mean? Two things. Earlier on, I explained that if you are able to feel the feelings you're willing to feel, you're allowing the feelings, right? All the icky, uncomfortable feelings, you can sit with yourself and feel it. Betrayal, sadness, anger, frustration. So instead of eating that whole tub of ice cream, drinking that bottle of wine, watching Netflix, scrolling on social media all the time, because you don't want to deal and you don't want to face the feelings that you have to feel, if you are able to allow those feelings... And later on, if you're able to generate feelings, if your goal is a few years away, you don't want to feel miserable all the way up to your goal. If you can enjoy the journey and the process, that would make life so much easier for you. And it will also spur you on and motivate you so that you can collapse your timeline. You can achieve the goal faster. So along the way, if you can generate feelings based on thoughts like, I can figure this out. My brain is perfect for this. You know, and you're able to celebrate the small wins along the way that will serve you so well in the long run. Now, in my next episode, I'm going to talk about visualization techniques as well as being able to imagine your future self, your future self that's already successful, that's already where you want to be, and then work backwards from there. And that we will also talk about generating feelings. So tune in for the next episode. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and feel free to leave any comments. Bye. <laughs>